Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, I'm going to start. Action. Action. (laughs) Okay, ready. (laughs) Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Little Wiser. Before we get started, I want to tell you about the online course that'll now be the sponsor for all the podcasts you hear on this feed. The name of the course is All the Happier, and it is rooted in the powerful combination of science and story. I have been changed and deeply inspired by the stories we share on this podcast and lucky enough to hear from so many of you who feel the same way. And my dream really was to figure out how we can take that inspiration in these incredible lessons that our brave guests share with us and turn them into action in our own lives. So what is All the Happier? (laughs) All the Happier is a six-week live online class rooted in positive psychology. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to take the inspiration and the lessons from All the Wiser and these powerful stories and break it down bite-sized using science, meaning this is backed in research. And we know when people take the time, even if it's in, in small ways, it makes an impact, a meaningful impact in people's lives so they can live with more joy, more connection, more meaning, basically all of the freaking stuff that really matters. (laughs) We are opening enrollment on September 28th in advance of the course launch, which is October 13th. There is a link in the show notes. So just scroll down on your phone and click. You can sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know. I hope you will check it out. And I am so excited for those of you who take the course that I can get to know you personally. And now for today's episode of A Little Wiser, we are officially beginning. (laughs) Hi, Christy. Hi, Kimmy. Christy is my co-host and my partner in All the Happier. I love her for all those reasons. So in this week's mini episode, we're going to look back at my conversation with Dave Dahl of Dave's Killer Bread. And the lesson we're thinking about is the stories we tell ourselves and the impact that has on all aspects of our life, including our health. But I think it's a fascinating topic that applies to every human being on the planet. And we're going to talk to Christy, really break it down, understand what the research and science says about this, and hopefully give you some great advice on how you can think differently about your own stories. I know I'm personally going to be asking Christy about some of my stories (laughs) and solutions for them. So Christy, welcome. Thank you, Kimmy. So before we dive in to the stories we tell ourselves and the impact that has on our lives, I'm curious if you had any takeaways, high-level takeaways, what stuck out to you in that conversation? I think the thing that came to my mind pretty quickly was actually a Brian Stevenson quote, and it's, each of us is worth more than the worst things we have ever done. And 
I when I was listening to Dave's stories, particularly around the piece around in- incarceration and that connection to self-worth, I just was kept being reminded of that Brian Stevenson quote and my really strong belief that that is true. We are each worth more than the worst thing we've ever done. So to go back to the quote, we will not be defined by our darkest moments or our darkest days, which mm-hmm. I think comes up as a theme on this podcast again 100%. and again and again. And, but here's the other piece too, I want to say it is that the thing about Dave that I found so interesting, it's like, it was so clear, like he's got a belief system about his life that I am a redeemed person and I have done this. And he has in fact done that, but it's the fact that he believes it that is really powerful and probably is a huge boost to who he is and how he operates in the world because he is more successful because he believes in that story so much, you know? Yes, totally agree. So that stuck out with you. Was there anything else, you know, rooted in your work in positive psychology that you felt was a lesson and applicable to that work and helping people truly live the best lives they can? Here's what I would say. I think what's very important to start with is the stories we tell about ourselves, they don't define us. We're not defined by our choices alone. And the stories we tell about ourselves to ourselves do matter. So how it is we think about our stories, our experiences in our lives, how we think about those stories, how we tell those stories can have a very real impact on our health. So I think I know pieces of the answer. Why does it matter so much, the stories we tell ourselves? As humans, it is our nature that we tell stories. And what I'm talking about is the stories that we tell about our own lives. And we use stories to make sense of various events, to create meaning, to create structure. There's like a thorough line through our experiences. So we are always telling, thinking about our own lives in terms of a story arc. So here's the point that I want to make, especially in connection with Dave's story. So he tells this incredibly redemptive story. And I think it is how he looks at his life, how he understands the choices that he made and how it is that he tells that story does have an impact on his well-being. So he could tell that story of poor choices of continuing to bounce back into prison, he could make the choice to tell the story without the redemptive portion to it. But the point here is that how it is that we tell the stories about our own lives are going to impact our well-being. So it's really the interesting point is how do we look at our own lives? How do we orient ourselves around the experiences we have in our own lives that then point us towards greater life satisfaction or a greater sense of well-being? Can you give an example? I'll reference the study, and it's back in 2001, but the researchers talked to 74, 75 adults about their life, and they talked to them for two hours, and and they asked them about their high points and their low points and the challenges in their life. And those people that told stories that had more redemptive qualities to it, or what I would say, creating positive meaning out of negative experiences, those same people reported higher life satisfaction. And that makes sense when you think about it, because in looking back at these experiences, they're able to frame it or understand it in themselves as more hopeful. Does it correlate all to this, you tell me whether the research is conflicting or definitive about the happiness set point? Mm -hmm. That some people, I would say, well, you know, I had a grandmother who was the most optimistic half glass. You know, I feel like she should have been hit by a car and being like, 
you know, the EMT was just lovely and more mm-hmm. friend, you know? So I guess, A, does people's tendency towards leaning one direction or the other, we'll call it positive and negative, what muscles can we... Flex? Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. What muscles can we flex? What can we do to have more of that? Somebody who can shift a story in the right direction for the quality of our life and relationships. Well, I think first you make a great point that as I'm talking about these narrations or these stories that we tell, remember there's there's that saying that life story is written in chalk, not ink. So anything can be changed. So what you're saying or what I hear you saying is, is there a way to look at our past events and to frame them up in a more optimistic way? And yes, there's tremendous research around this idea of what's called optimistic explanatory style. So I would guess that your grandma would be somebody who scores higher in this optimistic explanatory style, which is, and when an event happens, they're going to look for the good. The great news for that, for those of us who are not always so naturally optimistic, and I would count myself and put myself in that camp, is that that is a muscle you can build. That is something you can work towards building your ability to kind of reset your way of looking at things to see, you know, how can I look at an experience and frame it up in a more positive way? It's important to note, of course, that we're not saying that all events need to be framed up positively. We're not doing this like sprinkle of toxic positivity over this. That's that's really important. But how it is that we decide to look at the experiences that we had, the mindset or the viewpoint that we have in looking at is important. So I'm going to give you an example. Somebody in New Orleans says, are you kidding me? I survived Katrina. I lost my house. And there's another hurricane because these things are hard, right? Like the divorce Mm -hmm. is hard. The hurricane's hard. Life is hard. I mean, there's so much. Dave's story is hard. I mean, deeply hard, Mm -hmm. profoundly hard. So what are the tools or what are the things that people can try and apply with the context you said that this is not glossing over, this is not happy endings? I think that point is well made that this isn't a strategy to put pressure on yourself to be able to navigate through difficult circumstances with this like white knuckle, I will get through this, I can do it. Because frankly, sometimes there are things that can't be redeemed. And my first point would be, if this isn't what we're talking about, isn't a tool for somebody who's experiencing depression, deep depression. If you're looking at a person who just feels more negative, how can narratives, how can stories help to bolster that person so that they do feel a greater sense of resilience? Like, I can do this thing. I do think that these stories or storylines, or there are some tools and strategies that can be used to help that person reframe their past and the future in a more positive way that would be ultimately beneficial. What are some of those tools? Well, this one is for the journal writers out there. So to try something called expressive writing. So James Pennybaker is a social psychologist, and he has studied extensively this connection between writing and wellness. So first, let me just tell you before you get nervous, this isn't writing as performance. This expressive writing is personal. It's emotional. It's writing without regard to form, spelling, punctuation, coherence. You're just writing and paying attention to the feelings of your experiences. So there is tremendous research, and I can say with certain confidence that putting emotions or events into words is a very powerful way to deal with stress, anxiety, loss, hardship, and you can see some real health benefits. Now, for those people who don't like writing, Susan David, who's an author, PhD, and an author of a book, Emotional Agility, which I love, she says that there's nothing really special about writing, that you can also use a tape recorder. So you could 
you know, talk into your phone, do a voice recorder. Pull out your tape recorders. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Pull out your tape recorders. That is my tip for today. So my takeaway is pull out your tape recorder. No, keep going. I love this because sometimes (laughs) I'm such a, clearly a verbal person. So that can be really, I can get intimidated by sitting down and writing. So I love that. I think that's fair. I think a lot of people, as soon as you say, you know, journal writing, it's like you can get, half the group will get very excited about this idea and the other half will be like, oh God, not more writing. So I think it's important, this idea around expressive writing, it doesn't have to be limited to just journal writing. But so expressive writing, again, is this experience where you're just writing, you're going where your mind wants to take you. So those that want to try it, again, this is for the journal writers and those who are opposed to journal writing, they can use your phone. The idea here is that you set a timer for 20 minutes and you write about your experiences. You could go back a week, a month, two months, and in the end, you can throw it away or don't save this or toss that audio voice memo out. So Penny Baker's writing rules suggest that you do this for several days and that after several days, you're likely to feel some new perspectives, gain some new insights about an experience. And that in itself can be tremendously resourceful. I love that. You know, I wonder, my stories tend to begin with not enough, not enough, you know, insert. And I used to have a not enough narrative around motherhood, which Mm. I I would literally, you know, just cry inside about, am I enough of a mother? And a friend of mine who's a psychologist was saying, again, flipping the script. And she said, you know, whether you write it down or at the end of the day, I I want you to think about all the things you did for your kids. Because my not enoughness was like, I'm working. I'm, you know what I mean? Everybody else Mm -hmm. is, you know, doing pickup and I have a job and And so I started doing that. And when I told the story of those moments, like Katie fell and I got the Band-Aid and I kissed the boo-boo, you know, that was a one minute thing. But Mm -hmm. I focused on that piece as opposed to, well, everyone else is doing drop-off and I can't be there. It really changed. I can say today, I don't feel that once I became conscientious of the pieces of my story of motherhood, that were true and focused on those. I don't know if that plays into what you're talking, but for me personally, that not enough narrative. And I think a lot of people have the not enough narrative. I think that's probably true. So that example is exactly the stories that we tell ourselves should not define us, but they do impact us. So you gaining some awareness around this storyline that you're telling yourself that you're not enough, and then taking the step two through either noting it, writing it down, whatever it is that you're doing, you are actually, to use your words, flipping the script in many ways, and you're creating a new storyline there of a person who is showing up for their kids, who is enough of a mother. And that has a, sounds like has an impact on how it is you view yourself as a person, you view yourself as a mother. I would guess also impacts how it is that your relationship with your children so in that way, I think it goes back to, again, these stories that we tell her ourselves, they are a part of who we are. It's how we make sense of the world. We do it consciously, subconsciously, and they don't define us, but they do impact us. So creating some intention around what it is that we're telling ourselves, I think can be quite helpful in boosting our sense of resilience and, as we say, less stress, more joy, that sort of thing. And again, expressive writing is one strategy or pulling out that tape recorder. 
the tape recorder. <laughs> so with expressive writing, is the point awareness, like get it all out of you and see it on paper, or listen to it and being like, whoa, this is how I'm experiencing it, sort of to feel it and experience it. Or is there an action piece of the flipping of the script? I would say the idea here is that by writing down the story, and again, when I say story, you're really paying attention to those feelings. You're not, I think when we are trying to write for an audience or we're trying to write to present something, that's not what this is. So through the expressive writing, you are writing about your experience and and in so doing, you are likely going to gain some perspective. You're going to gain some distance from that feeling. So you could actually, I would guess, move through the experience of writing down. You could move from, I am not enough to, I have the belief that I am not enough as a mother. And to then shift that to say, that's a belief that I'm choosing not to believe in any further. And here are some... It's almost like you're observing, like your awareness. Yes, yes, you're moving. Like when you get it all down, you're like, oh, that's the story I'm telling. And just yes. the awareness alone probably exactly. makes you begin to think differently. You know what's so funny about that? The expressive writing has, I mean, this thing has been so researched. I have tried to do it. It's, it is hard though, until yeah. somebody told me about the audio thing. And then I did that for a little bit. And truly there is benefit to like getting your shit out on paper because yeah. then you're not holding it any longer. And there's that distance between the experience and your perspective of it. If you're experiencing real trauma, writing for 20 minutes, like, that's not for you. You need to go find somebody to talk to. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I know exactly what you mean. So Christy, I love all this. And I think what I hope is that if you are listening and you realize in listening that there's a story you're telling yourself that is Mm -hmm. not of service to you, that is creating hurt or harm, big or small in your life, that you will hopefully not only think about, but, but do this exercise and see where it takes you. Agreed. Agreed. So that is my hope. My other hope is that you will sign up to learn more about All the Happier. If you find us remotely (laughs) interesting or intelligent, (laughs) we would love to know you and to work with you and to share the things that we are deeply passionate about and the work that we have committed really our lives to with the intent that we can all, at the end of six weeks, leave the course a little better than when we started on day one. So again, it's all the happier. It's in the notes. And thank you, Christy, for being my co-host on these new episodes. And I love that we can give people information and hopefully inspire them to make small changes in their own life. So thank you for that. Thank you. Me too. All right. Successful recording, episode two. Wrap. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.